are listening to the Divine Words Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the second episode of Divine Words Podcast with your host, Matthew. And Shayla. And today we have our very first special guest. Her name is Jeannie. Our topic is going to be about today, domestic violence. And Jeannie will walk us through some events that took place in her life. Can we all give a welcome to Jeannie? Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, Jeannie, to the Divine Words Podcast. You are our very first guest today. Um, we would like some insight and some advice you can give to these young people nowadays, whether it's boys and girls that are in relationships and see seem to not be able to get out of domestic violence. So we're going to take this time and give Jeannie the mic and let her walk us through some events that took place in her life that she can share with us today. But um, first and foremost, before we um, continue with um, the interview, we just want to know how are you. Um, and thank you again for being here with us today. Um, you're welcome. Right now, I'm doing fine. Thank the Lord. Okay, that's good. Um, so, wherever you want to start off. Okay. Um, domestic um, abuse started since I was five years old. I lived it through my mom, and then um, it came back to help me in 1999. I met Fernando in 1999. Um, I left my mom's house to go and jump into this relationship, not knowing this person. My first red flag of domestic violence, and I didn't even catch up on it, was when his Fernando's ex-girlfriend just came out of nowhere in the middle of the morning and knocked on the door, screaming his Fernando's name, and we were all sleeping. And they started to fight. That was red flag number one, and I didn't even catch that. I saw this person hit this woman, pushed her, cursed her out. And that was that was supposed to be my number one flag and I just let that fly. Then um I got myself pregnant with this person. And um he after like five months of in my pregnancy, he decided to cheat on me. For what reason, I do not know. That was red flag number two. I was supposed to leave. And I did not leave. Why? I do not know. When my baby was born, four months later, and she was like four months, I received my first curse and my first slap I don't remember if it was a slap or a punch because I was I think I got knocked out and when I woke up I didn't when I woke up I didn't know if I got slapped or punch and my daughter was only five months and that was my first experience with personally myself with domestic violence. 
and then it swelled down the second event like a year later because I didn't want to pay a bill he hit me again but I at this point I defended myself why I did not leave I think I was repeating the pattern of my mom when my mom was getting physically abused by her second um, relationship. Okay, so I don't mean to stop you. I just sure. um, so do you feel like what you saw is what you thought you had to stick by? In my mind, at that time, I knew it was wrong. But the thing was, I didn't want it to go back to my mom's mm. envi- home and environment. And on top of that, I didn't have Sh- Shayla mm-hmm. with me Okay. in the beginning of this progressing. So it's you felt like, well, it's either go back or stay, you know, or stay with this. And your choice was to just put through it because you refused to go back home. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, so every day I was saying to myself, Lord, have mercy. Was going to come to this if this man is going to kill me, but I would not let him. If he would have touched me, I would have go back and hit him. But that was not normal. I think about it now, it was not normal, but at that time when I was 20, I knew it wasn't normal, but I did not want to go back to my mom. I did not. I refused. So, I just decided for the faith of my baby and both of my babies, let me start doing something with my life, start working and just keep myself occupied and get out of this man's way okay so how long would you say the domestic violence in your life lasted from being a child to being to the last day you said this will no longer be my lifestyle the last time the last year i was 20 well going into 28 i was 27 the last time he didn't touch me because before that last time he Try to hit me, and I took a bat. I hit him three times. The last blow was in his eyebrow, almost in his um temple. Okay. And um after that he didn't he tried but he did not try. The last thing was what broke the camel's back was um he was arguing with my oldest child, mm-hmm. and my daughter. Defended herself. And I defended her too. Mm-hmm. He was like. Oh this. Fucking little bitch. She's going to be a bitch when she grows up. She's going to be a bitch. What you going to do? You going to want to hit me? Look how you talking to me. He broke down his pants. Showed his ass to my daughter. While my youngest daughter was looking at him and crying. And um, and he was, Shayla told him, you're pathetic. Mm-hmm. 
you're pathetic. And I said to myself, you know what? It clicked. I looked at my both of my daughter. I said, no, this cannot be. I had to take my oldest, take her to the babysitter, let her know what was going on. And I didn't want her to be up there. It came to the point that my youngest exposed everything that was going on at the home to a social worker that my oldest was talking to. Mm, okay. And they brought me in and let me know what my youngest told. So I heard all the information. I did not deny it. I told them what was going on. She told me, this woman told me, if you don't get out, I'm going to give you a week. If you don't get out of this situation, I'm going to remove your daughter. So at this point, it's no, no, no more a, a decision. It's, I mean, it's no more a choice. Now it's a decision you have to make. At the point, I was already making the decision because Sheila was not living with me already. My oldest was not living with me. Right. I put her... Uh, uh, she was living with the babysitter. Okay. And the babysitter was like door, not door to door, but building to building. Mm-hmm. So I was already deciding to leave. But when they put this in my, in my face and they knew what was going on, I had to bounce. I had to leave. My first choice was to go on a, to go on a shelter. But I went back home. Hmm. But the abuse didn't stop there in 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 two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand. It kept on going for with the, another with two years. Person. Yes. With the same person. Okay. With the same person. So if you can look back in time and and tell yourself uh, give yourself an advice at that specific moment when you witness an um a strike or a hit what would you tell yourself at that specific moment at that specific moment what would i say to myself wake up leave leave and run and don't look back but i was so naive i was 20 something years old i was already in my 20s mm-hmm. when i left this man i was a po- i left in march of 2018 imagine from 20 all the 20 all the way to 27 going into 28 wow so growing up you seen this at home and you seen this growing up as you seen this in a relationship what what is some advice that you'll be able to give to your your daughters if they was to meet someone that or potentially you see signs of something that you went through, what is some advice you'll be able to give, whether it's to your oldest or to your youngest? Well, to both of them. Well, actually, to all three of them. Right. Because remember, I do have three. I have a 25-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 3-year-old. Right. I will give them this advice. When this person, male, female, start talking to you in a disgusting disgusting using nasty words that's your first red flag okay you defend yourself but you need to get the heck out because on the second or the third there's gonna be physical abuse because that's how they everything starts verbal abuse and then comes the physical 
Shayla, do you have any questions you would like to ask? No? So I'll continue asking the questions, and if you think of one, then, you know, you just stop me and, and stop me. Okay, so that is some advice you would give to your three, your three daughters today. Um, you know, sometimes when you have, when you have kids of your own, there's some advice you'll give to your kids, but when it's somebody else, there's a different advice that you would give to somebody else, or you just wouldn't dare. What is some advice you can give to a young female your age at the time that advice that is going through this because this is something that happens every day that they're afraid to walk up out of the guy because the guy pretends to be crazy or, um, you know, he threatens her, you know, for many things. What is some advice you can you can give even to a male that because male go through it also? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Male go through abuse, physical and verbal. Um, you know, thinking back and, um, thinking back and now, the present day, women and men that are going through this right now, you got help out there. Mm -hmm. You just have to look for it because if that, if I give them advice and I give them my story, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, sometimes... When people are going through that, they they won't listen. They have to see for themselves too. There's if I would have known that there was a lot of help back then, I would have taken it. And now there's more help. Too much help. Just look for the help. If you want the help, you you have it. Right. See, the only thing is, is that nowadays, you know, um, women are in domestic violence relationships and um they call 911 and it seems to be like a joke taken um they don't react the way they would you see now it has to be a physical contact or sometimes taken into um sometimes the male killing the female for them to take it into a serious case what is some advice you can you would give or some opinion to have towards the criminal justice system regarding domestic violence and women getting abused to the criminal just I can't give them no advice because they they just look at a woman like they're lying. They believe the men to this day still. To this day still. I remember my last intercation with Fernando that I gave him the I hit him in the head with the bat. He called I called the cops. They were going to take they were going to arrest me. Because I didn't have no signs of domestic abuse. But there was two police officers. One was Caucasian and one was African American. And he was, I think he was Spanish too. He was mixed. The the Spanish African American believed me. But the white man did not believe me. I was going to go to jail. I was going to go to jail. And I, it, it needs to be fixed. And I suggest that when men or women are getting abused, verbal or physical, write it down. Mm, Keep okay. a record. Tell your best friend what what happened. So would you say um, the reason? What, okay, so why do you say the Caucasian man didn't believe you was because you were an Hispanic woman and it's a like a minority? Yes. So that you would say that's, that's that? Yes, and on top of that, um, he saw that the. Fernando had physical, mm. physical um, 
um, uh, marked. I did it. And I told him, because I defended myself. Okay. If he, I would have let him touch me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would have a black eye on my face. <laughs> Just thinking about face, I, I have a friend that could testify to this. I remember I went to work one time and I put so much makeup on my face. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I had a bruise. My face was real bruised. And she asked me, why do you have so much makeup on? I didn't want it to tell nobody. Mm-hmm. And um, she just did like this. And when she touched my face, she's like, Carmen, what the hell is going That's what they used they call me at, right. at work. Right. Carmen, what the hell is going on? And I told her. And every time I had an incident, I used to tell her. Mm, okay. That just in case if something did happen to me, she knows what really happened. Wow. And you know, the bad thing, too, as a Hispanic person and having a Hispanic mom, you know, instead of getting guidance, mm-hmm. you get criticism. And that's another thing that you guys, instead of getting guidance and and talking to you in a positive way, they talk to you negative. And... That closes you up and make you stay. I don't know. It's like a like a crazy thing. I don't know. It's kind of so like a like a pattern. Yes. Right. Like a pattern. Um. You know, sometimes I I think what you wanted to say also was like, you know, when 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 you're in a relation when you're in an abusive relationship, um. You, you seem not to know any better because you're blind, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're blind as to um, thinking that this is the right way to be loved, right? Because like you said, when, when, um, you first, when you're first in the relationship, the way um, it starts as um, domestic, um, you know, domestically, um, they start being narcissists, right? They start mm-hmm. being narcissists. They start... Um, being possessive and manipulating, right? And they start ment- they, they start playing with you mentally, right? Um, I think that um, prior to um, other stories that I've heard and someone personal, um, personally that I knew that died of domestic violence, um, they they you know the um, the the, the the, the law, the law, the justice mm-hmm. system, they need to be more, they need to take this more serious because this is a crime, everybody. This is this is something that is not being taken seriously. This is somebody's life. You understand? Like, domestic violence needs to be taken more seriously because there's so many young women nowadays in this generation that are going through these things and they cannot open up because um, they're afraid what this person might do to them or who this person might know, you know. Um, they're afraid to open up to their parents because they might not believe them. Like, exactly, they might not believe them, um, you know, or they're just, they're just so afraid to just walk away, right? That's true. For, you know, who knows? 
They could just say, oh, because I love him or simply because of financial wise. You know, you just never know. You just never know what people, um, I'm not going to say women, also men, both. also yeah. men, because men get abused also. But um, this this really needs to be taken more serious seriously, not just a petty, um, you know, get charged with the 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 slightest thing, uh, um, a misdemeanor, because that's what all they get charged with, a misdemeanor. What 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 is that gonna really do, right? There's really no consequence behind that. All they can do is what face up to a year. It all depends, you know, it all depends. But mainly, you know, mainly they don't get consequence. There's no consequence behind behind domestic violence because they just see it like, oh, you know, it's just, no, but it, this it, this is somebody's life. Oh, Shayla, know? but too, that's correct what you're saying, but the funny thing that they give you an order of protection, what a piece of paper is going to do? gonna do for you you know they, they they're not gonna care they're not gonna obey by that you know they they they're gonna disobey and they're gonna you know make your life miserable no not make your life they're not gonna listen to that piece of paper like no. you said they're not gonna listen, listen to, to that it. you know it, it has to take for somebody to die for them to take action and even when they take action it is it's no it's no let me it's it's there's no justice there's no justice you let know? me tell you and I, something and I, can, and I can attest to this from this young lady i went to school with okay um i don't know if i could just really speak on it but i'm just gonna briefly speak on it you know she was in this um relationship it became um you know they ended up getting married you know she was very abusive you know um you know, her mom and her family still fighting, fighting for justice. And I, I'm so for that because they, you know, they, they think that this is a joke. This is people's life. This is people's life. Like, everybody's life matters when it comes to this topic. Like, this topic is so sensitive to me because, like, when you experience something like this or you see something or you know somebody going through something like this, it, it, it just hits home for you, you know? It just hits home. Like, you know, I, I I could just only speak on experience and things that I've experienced, you know? Matthew, it doesn't affect... It does affect men and women, but it does affect our children that's in the relationship, too. Right. It, it affects them real, real deep because... Okay, I, I get the scars. I get the verbally... But they get everything, and they have to go through that and remember stuff, you know? And as what Shayla was saying, police, officer, police officers, detectives, lawyers, judges need to believe these victims because they don't. Sometimes they don't. I'm going to tell you the last incident that happened to me mm -hmm. when I left them, when I left Fernando. Right. I was with my partner that I've been right now for 14 years. I, we got to work. We He picked me up at my job, and I went to get 
my girls in the babysitter's house. Mm-hmm. They wanted to finish school when where they were at. The babysitter came with the girls, and we were talking in the car. And suddenly, Fernando just popped out out of nowhere. He starts talking a whole bunch of gibberish. Mm-hmm. He was already high. Mm-hmm. And on another thing, drugs, too. Mm-hmm. Drug p- p- had a, p- a lot of part in the domestic violence, too. He started to talk a lot of gibberish. In front of my partner, in front of my daughters, he took my glasses and slapped me in my face. Outside. Outside. So it's at this point, it's not. He don't get who's around. It's he's. I had at that time already like ten order protections, mm. and every time they call him, he used to stay like two, three months in in jail. Right. Every time he used to break the. So it was a joke the, for him at this. Time. It was a joke. So when he did this, okay, my partner got up from the car. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, no, I'm gonna get your glasses. Just calm. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car. He goes up to him and jank his arm, yank his arm, and he drops the glasses. I go and get the glasses. They started scuffling in front of my daughters and in front of the babysitter. That happened. I go to the precinct. Mm -hmm. Imagine the precinct in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. one of the the worst precincts. I tell them what was going on, what happened. And um, I had these order protection. I had all these order protection in my belonging. I never go nowhere without these order protection. I let them know what happened and stuff like that. My daughters were sitting down in the precinct. They didn't believe, they did not believe me. I got so frustrated. I told them, look, I got witness. I got two people that could vouch for me. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for my partner and the babysitter, they would have never took me seriously. Wow. Like, three days later, they arrested him. He, this time, he stood there for a year and three months for violating the 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 order of protection. But a year. Well, violating how many, 10 order protections that you had against him. Yeah, and they only gave him a year. Wow. A year and three months. So... That day that your partner, you was with your partner, and he happened to step up for you. Um, he, after that, he stopped harassing me. He stopped calling me. Mm-hmm. He stopped. Let me tell you, after I left him, calling, that was every day. Supposedly, it was for my youngest child that he wanted, to, but it was a lie. Right. He used that as a, as a bait to get And to then get on top to of you. that, when he took me to court for supposedly child visiting mm-hmm. I told the judge this is caca because he's not seriously he wants to see his child this is bull mm-hmm. and um after after my partner defended me and defended his, my girls he stopped with the harassing he stopped with the calling he stopped with everything so he saw that I had somebody that had my back and he cannot mess around no more. Right. Well, let's just take this moment and, you know, thank God for having for her having somebody that stepped up and um was man enough, you know, because that is the real man. Not the one placing the hands, but the one that stops the hand, Um, you know, because he didn't have to do that. But he saw potential in her and he seen that he 
he he was the real man in this situation and stopped you know this other person this monster from placing his hands on you um just you know a little detour in this if how how do you think this could have affected your relationship with this partner now do it with him interfering in that because this was this was a baggage that you had now that now that you're moving on this person could have triggered and continued on how would you you know how do you think you transitioned into something better okay when i left when i left um, fernando in 2008 i wasn't looking for a relationship when with my partner we were friends co-workers um he came with baggage too he was having not physical but verbal abuse too so we connected. Because you found something in common with each other. We found something in common, but we were friends. I didn't, I did not wanted a relationship. He knew that. Mm. But we got to know each other, but, but I didn't know that he was going through the same thing, but verbally. Okay. Um, And I told him what was going on. When we like started like going out, mm-hmm. I told him, this is going on. This is happening. He only told me, I don't want to cross hairs with him because I could do damage to him. Mm. Because he's hurting somebody that I like. You know? And I'm going to protect you. I said, okay. Wow. So we were going, he was, I was going through real bad stuff and he was going through bad so stuff. So you were going through a physical, he was going through a verbal. verbal. Yeah. And mentally too. Wow. This is that's crazy. Um, you know, it's you know sometimes you look at somebody and you don't know the story that person has behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you see somebody's actions or their way of being, and you know, people not saying me, but I'm just saying in general, people would be like, "Oh, that person, you know, is always angry." That person, but you don't really know what that person had went mm-hmm. through to even criticize or to even say anything about that person. You know, I'm just glad that you was able to. Um, walk up out of there for your three daughters because you know at the time you had two you didn't have the, the last one mm-hmm. you know and thank god you know if if it wasn't for god and you know and willpower yeah you know it. but you know when i got with this person right that i'm with right now we decided when we exposed everything we decided that i had eight years of hell mm-hmm. that i could i could say i could testify hell i don't want to argue and I don't want to. I don't, actually, I do not want to argue because I had enough of that. We do have our agreement, uh, disagreements. We get mad at each other, but we come back and we talk about it. We try to talk about it and we move forward from that because he had enough too of the verbal abuse and the arguing. So we come, we came together, and thank God. And March is going to be 14 years wow. that we've been together. That I cannot say that he, yes, he had one scream or two. But I cannot say that he touched me in a bad way, talked to my daughters in a bad way, you know. Right. So, um, so okay, so uh, you, you stood with this, with this person for eight years and you moved, you know, and you found your partner. 
your part after that day everything has been what you always wanted if i mean nothing is perfect but you know you make you make it better you, you know how can i say you make the best out of it right at any point in where your partner maybe have gotten upset or maybe you have triggered your partner to get upset and that person was to react have you ever thought like may have you have your temper have you ever felt like your temper maybe triggered that person because of your past relationship? I don't know. That question you have to ask him. Hmm. Because if I do, let's say, get angry, I have to walk away and go. Because what's going to come out of my mouth is veneno. And I don't want that. And that's poison. 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 <laughs> I don't want that. Like I said, and like, like I told you, eight year, almost eight years with this person, it was fights, arguments, not almost every day, but most of the relationship, and I don't want to deal with that no more. You know, I got flaws. I'm not going to tell you that I'm perfect, mm-hmm. that I came out of the this rela- that last relationship perfect. No, I'm not perfect. And I still, I still recovering. Right. You know? I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... How to say this? It's like... It's a process. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this was an eight-year domestic violence relationship. It wasn't yeah. just physical... You know, like little uh, petty arguments or just no. anything small. It was something that potentially could have took your life away and your daughter's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I I thank you for sharing your story. You know, it's, this is a story that I'm sure ha- has more, you know, and, you know, I'm sure we will, you know, with your, with you being okay with it, we can have you on episode again for, you know, for another, a different topic. I just want to read toward this back to the last, the first episode. Our question on our first episode was, how would you tell your best friend, their partner or the significant other is cheating on them? Me and Shayla gave our opinion on it. How would you say, or how would you go about telling your best friend that their partner is cheating on them? One, I never had that experience that um, I had my best friend or I knew, but I had, I have, we're still, still friends. It was not cheating. It was, he was dealing again after years, him being in jail and coming back for probation. He started to deal again. And I was involved. He took me to one of his spots of thing, And I had to tell her the truth. I just blurred it out. Like, listen, this, your husband is doing this again. Blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I think I, if I was in a situation like that, I'd tell her the truth. Like, I, don't, I won't blur it out. I will tell her, look, listen, this day, I seen your man with this woman, blah, 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 at uh, this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, I got, and I will, uh, proof. Now, when 2022, we got phones. We right. can take pictures, you know? <laughs> pictures so, and video. So a lot, of, a lot of times what happens is when you're, when that, when you have a best friend or a friend and you confide something like, hey, you know, such and such is doing this behind your back or is not being faithful to you. They seem to not believe it because they sometimes now it's like, oh, you're just envious of my relationship or you're just, um, 
wishing down for me. If you was to come across that, would you still happen to be friends with that person? How would you go about this whole thing? Listen, I will be friends with this person because that's on her. I did my job as a best friend to tell you the information and what I seen. You want to keep on... You want to keep on going with this person? That's on you. I'm here for you if you need anything. Because it does happen. I I haven't seen it personally, but it does happen. It does... Sometimes you don't want to be... I'll be your friend, but you keep on doing what you're doing. And I let you fall in your face. Right. You warned them one time. And I show you proof that, look, you don't want to... Right. See, you don't want to open your eyes. That's on you. All right, so I think we we got um, you know, the story for the domestic violence. And just a little disclaimer: if anybody listening to this is currently going through a domestic violent relationship, please seek out for help. There's many hotlines out there. There's many people that you can confide to. Um, you know, you don't have to. It's it's not like the way it used to be before that. People wouldn't believe you. Now it's very, it's it's something that there's many resources out there that can help you. So if you please, um, if you're going through something, you know, write it down, share it with your best friend, share it with your mom, your anybody that you can trust. And if there's nobody for you to trust out there, then there's always somebody that you can confide in with. It. You don't even have to know them. It's just confiding with them and letting them know, hey, look, this is what I'm going through. So I repeat again, if anybody's going out there, if anybody out there that's going through a domestic violence relationship, please seek help. And that's a little disclaimer. Shayla, do you have anything else to say before we close out? Um, no, I just want to thank Jeannie again for being here. And um, most importantly for her um, being a domestic violence survivor, because yes, you are a survivor, you. right? Um, but yeah, like Matthew said, um, I personally know people that deal with these things as far as um they, they're very big on domestic violence so um yeah if you're if you know somebody mm-hmm. or if you are personally going through just reach out you know um I'll be more gladly to get you the help that you need you know like I said I take this very serious like domestic violence is something that should be taken um you know very serious um like I said, but um, there you have it. This is episode two, and um, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And again, thank you for being here um, as our first officially guest. Um, thank you. Thank you, Matthew, and thank you, Shayla, for giving me a chance to tell my story. And I hope that whoever is listening, remember, reach out to anybody that you trust and if you don't have anybody that you trust a co-worker somebody in your job let somebody know and always have something take pictures take write it down but don't stay silent that's the number one killer you're silent say something speak up Stay alive. Take care. God bless. Thank you for that. For that. For those words. Um, to listen to this podcast, this podcast, you can find us on Spotify, and Apple Music, on Divine Words Podcast, Instagram, Divine Words Podcast. You know, you can DM us. 
Um, if you have any confidential stories, you know, you would like to share or if any, anybody wants to bring up a story that they're going through, you know, shoot us a DM. Well, one of us will get back to it and yeah, and we'll go from there. Peace out guys.